Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Jamie. So good to be back. It's really good to be back this time. I know. Because we had a week off. And now I'm, I was really sad. I missed yeah. it. I missed chatting. And it actually isn't even like we felt like we needed a vacation. We just happened to, because of the way schedules went, we recorded two in one week. So it's not a week off of an episode, but we didn't record f- for, for a week. week. And I missed it. So much. It's This is like so fun. I know. I so, need it every week. So when we don't have it one week, I'm, I feel it. I do too. I'm ready to talk. So we're back. We're back. Woohoo! It's June. It's, it's summer. summer. <laughs> oh, feels so good. The warmth on my face. It is. It is a nice warm I love summer. It. it feels so good. I'm, and then I'm reading. Yes. And I'm getting my kids to read. They're maybe not as happy about it as I am. They'll appreciate it later in life. I sure hope so. Right? I tell myself that so that I can continue to force them. Yeah. I read a little saying the other day that was like, and it's a popular one. You've probably all heard it before that um, all kids are readers. Some of them just haven't found the right book yet. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's because I would say like my kids love to read and two more than the third. Two are extremely avid. The third one likes to read and will occasionally read, but not as much as the other two. But I can't say that they're readers as opposed to other kids who don't read as much. They just found their genre. found what they love and yeah. the love is there. Yeah. Because maybe they found it younger. And yeah. some kids just haven't found it yet. We're working on it. Find that right book. I mean, I do think it's better than it used to be for my kids, yeah. but I just think they there's other things they want to do. Yeah. So it's not that they hate reading. It's just like, oh, I want to go play. Your kids are definitely more active than my kids. They so wanna they play. don't want to sit still. No, they really my don't. My kids love to sit still. Which is an issue. So in itself. So as much as I love that they're readers. One challenge for another. Yes. I wish they had a little bit more motivation to to move. Mix them a little bit, right? Like squish them together. Have a little bit of reading, a little little bit bit of of active. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. We love them. We love them. Absolutely. They are who they are. Right. Yeah. And it's, and we're all together all summer. I don't have to go to school. Yeah, no homework. I am so happy that we're not in school right now. I don't have to look right at now. grades and be like, oh, what, is, what are you doing? Thank oh, the nothing. heavens. Thank the heavens. We are not talking about oh, grades. It's fantastic. A good 10 weeks of no grade talks. So we will enjoy will take, every minute of it. Yes, absolutely. I won't complain. No. Sounds great. Um, but before we get going today, yeah. it is a what's on your shelf episode. Hallelujah. I got a pile. I have so many you books have to a talk pile. about. You have even more than me. But... Before we get there, we need our fun fact because I'm so, so, so excited about our book club pick. And the book has come out. Malibu Rising came out June 1st. Ah! But I have to wait so it's fresh in my mind when we record and it's not time to record it yet. And I'm I know. dying to be. I'm so, so Like there's excited. a part of me that wants to be the first to read it. Like <laughs> ready to go June 1st. I know. So like that I can. At my bookstore getting yeah. it. That's how much I want to read this That's book. Exactly. I'm so excited for it. But I'm I hanging know. in there. So that it's fresh in my mind when we record. That's always the best. But um, I do have a fun fact for you. What do you got? About Taylor Jenkins Reid. So a little bio on her, which I actually, as much as I love her and have talked about, she's my author crush. And I know her books, but I really didn't know a lot about her. So this is a little bio on Wikipedia. Oh. Her wiki page for Taylor Jenkins Reid's. 
It says here, she is an American novelist best known for her novels, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo and Daisy Jones and the Six. Reed began her career in film production. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I did not either. She worked as a casting assistant for three years after she graduated from college before trying other jobs. Reed started working, uh, I mean, started writing part-time while working at a high school until she got a book deal. Wow. Her first novel, Forever Interrupted, was published in 2013. The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo was published in 2017. It was nominated for a Goodreads Choice Award for Best Historical Fiction of 2017 and was a finalist for the Book of the Month's Book of the Year Award in 2017. Wow. I haven't read that one yet. Oh, no. Yes, you have. Yes, I have. Sorry. I thought we were talking about Forever Interrupted. I did love Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Anyway, um, her 2019 novel, Daisy Jones and the Six, is being developed into a web-based miniseries for Amazon Studios. Really? What? How yes, does that work? Right? It's also going by the name Daisy Jones and the Six. Okay. It will be co-produced by Reese Witherspoon. Oh, well, right? if Reese has her fingers it's in it. That'd be great. Right. The novel Daisy Jones and the Six tells the story of the ups and downs of a fictional 70s rock band. It's written so well, I didn't know it was fictional. I didn't know. I was totally Googling it. I was Googling. I had to have the album. Yeah. When I was done reading. But it is loosely based on Fleetwood Mac and the recording of their hit album, Rumors. Oh, I didn't know that. There you go. Um, She co-wrote the Hulu television show Resident Advisors. Hmm. Which I've never seen that show. I haven't either. She co-wrote it. So there you go. Amazing tool in her belt of what she does. Reed grew up in Acton, Massachusetts. She is married to Alex Jenkins Reed, and they live in Los Angeles with their daughter. That's awesome. 2020, she um, won the Goldsboro Books Glass Bell Award. Wow. And that was for Daisy Jones and the Six. If you have not read, listened to... Daisy Jones and the Sixth, I highly, highly recommend it. It is such a fun listen. The voices. And after reading that she was in film and has written, co-wrote a television show, that explains a lot about why the audio version of that book is so good. She probably Mm -hmm. had a hand in it because it... Literally, every character is a a different person. Yeah, they have different actors, narrators for each different person, and it... You're listening to like interviews, a documentary. It is so well done. It is, it is so very, well done. Very well done. I totally thought it was real life. Do and they give a, they give awards for audiobooks? I can't believe because I know that um, Michelle Obama won an award for her audiobook hmm. of Becoming. Huh. I'm surprised that this one it would deserve one. It is didn't so good. Get some kind of an award for. The narration. The way that it's done. It. it is so good. It is so, so it good. definitely, especially if you're not like if you're not a listener of books, like you're a reader, this is one that you need yeah. to venture out of your comfort zone. This and is listen one that to. I think is better listened to mm-hmm. than read, which I didn't read it, but yeah. Know. Totally. I listened. I highly, highly recommend checking it out. Yeah. Just a good one. Yeah. You won't regret it. You won't regret that one. Awesome. And I want to hear if you did regret it because... Please. I can't imagine. I have not talked to anyone who's listened to didn't enjoy it. And didn't like it. I Yeah, same. I think it's like a no fail. That's what I think. Are we wrong? 
No, tell me if you never think we're wrong. Never, we're never wrong. We're never wrong. And I totally admit it if I was, but I never have. <laughs> um, here is some other good news. Let's hear it. Leanne Moriarty <gasps> oh, has a new book coming out in we September. Love Leanne, that's we have a to long wait ways September. away. I know, but she it is called um, Apples Never Fall. Yeah, Apples Never Fall. It's quite a doozy of a synopsis. Uh, the synopsis is, a, a, I can't say it any different. Yeah. It's a doozy. It's like, a doozy. That is a long synopsis. It, there's, there's a lot. a lot going on. And I love her. <sighs> and I can't wait. So September. I Yay. I was so excited for Malibu Rising. I know. And now another one that I'm going to be so excited for. Totally. September. We have to get through summer. Fine. Which, speaking of summer, Goodreads has put out like summer book lists and summer recommendations. Did you see that they have an armchair, what are they calling it? Armchair traveling for this summer, book set in every U.S. state? No. So you, it gives a whole list of 50 different books. Huh. And one that's the setting is from each state in the United States. That is so fun. I kind of think maybe... I want to participate in this one. I'm, oh my goodness. But so a lot of them I've read, not probably not okay. even half, but there were a lot in there that I was like, that you oh, recognized yeah. and you've read. Yeah, that I've read. So it wouldn't be a whole 50 li- that book you'd list. Need to. But um, I was reading through some of the synopsises on them and they've got some yeah, that sound I'm, really good. I am watching you scroll yeah. through this and I'm recognizing so many, so of, many of these them. covers. Yeah. yeah. So. I was at first I was like, well, that would be fun. But that's a lot of books. But as I the more I've thought about it, I'm like, well, why not? I read a lot of books. Absolutely. And a lot of them are ones we've read before. And so. Um, so just a great idea. We're located in Utah. What's the Utah? The book? Utah book is actually one I hadn't read. Um, let me pull it up. I don't remember now because it was something I hadn't even heard of. Um Let's get there. There are some fun ones here. When Women Were Birds, 54 Variations on Voice by Terry Tempest Williams. Hmm. It's a memoir. Interesting. From a conservationist. Thank you. Conservationist and activist. Anyway. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't heard of that. I haven't heard of it. It'd be interesting and interesting to read and then why this one they pick i mean there maybe aren't a lot that take place in utah i know i don't know i why wonder what that? was in we the are running super interesting location right we're the backdrop of a lot of really cool things and movies we're and in movies. the movies all over yeah. the place but not books right very interesting yeah so cool maybe i should start with that one and read it and then go from there look for home, home before dark. dark yeah the vanishing half was on here i so saw that uh, where I go, love Where to Go, Bernadette. Too. That's a fun one. Yeah. So there's a lot that, you know, even we've already had here on the podcast as book clubs. There was a couple others, I think. Uh-huh. Sumunk Kid, The Invention of Wings. Oh, read that's that a one. good one. Such, Such a, a fun age. age. We've read mm-hmm. that one. I just read this one, The Killer of the Flower Moon. I think I talked about that yeah. last episode. Little Fires Everywhere. Yeah. So we're lots the and lots and There's lots, lots on here ones. that are great. That Fan, oh, girl! I love that. I love Rainbow Rowl. I anyway, love Rainbow This Rowl. is a great, if you don't know what you want to read this summer, this is a great list. 
of some the ones that I've read are fantastic. So if those ones are on there, right, and I think they're fantastic, then the ones I haven't read are probably fantastic as well. So if you're wondering what to read this summer, of course you're listening to us and you have a list going. <laughs> right. We're helping don't, you yeah, grow don't your Don't leave list. us, but this looks good as well. Awesome. I always love looking at Goodreads summer lists. I do too. So that's exciting for me. I'm always in need of an, my next book. Yes. Like always. Yes. So I'm checking out book lists And all I love the time. fun ideas like this. Like July, I usually try kind to read presidential books book. or things yes. like that. I like to follow little created themes. See, that's where I get but, like stuck sometimes is because I don't want someone to tell me what I have to read. Right. And it's like you're telling me I have to, well, then I don't want to. Right. But then this one being a different state, this is not all the same genre. This is not that's all the true. same. It's just kind of fun. A background that covers the United States. So it's like traveling. Oh, from your armchair. armchair. I like the name of it too. <laughs> Speaking of armchair, oh, we're in really comfy we armchairs. We are in really so comfy armchairs. That's perfect for us. Anyway. Okay. Hey, what's on your shelf? Sarah's oh, got quite the list. I was counting since the last time we recorded, and I've read 11 books. That's we obviously cannot talk about 11 no. books. So I've picked out the four that I want to talk about the most. Okay. The first one that I'm going to talk about is The Last Thing He Told Me by Lara Dave. I have this on my library hold list. I'm waiting for it. This has been on a lot of lists. Mm-hmm. I ev- I think it's like even a Reese pick. I think a couple it was her of last, months ago. Last month was it? Maybe. Last month, yeah. So I think that's the first place that I saw it, and mm-hmm. then it's been just it's just being talked about. Yeah. So I've been excited to read it, and it's it's a fun read. It was an easier, quicker read. Like I didn't it mm-hmm. didn't take me a hugely long time, and it was easy to follow and listen to. So the synopsis is. Um, there's a husband and wife and her stepdaughter, their stepdaughter, um, he's kind of their life together. And at the very beginning of the book, the husband's business is like all over the news being investigated for like money fraud or laundering or something, something money. Mm -hmm. And he disappears. And the only thing that he leaves is a note for his wife saying to keep her safe. And she assumes it means his daughter. Mm -hmm. And they don't have like the closest relationship, the stepmom and daughter. So it's his daughter. It's his daughter. Her stepdaughter. Mm -hmm. And he leaves. He's disappeared. Disappeared. And they don't know where or why or what's going on. And so the whole book is them trying to figure out like where he is, why he would disappear. Is he involved in this business problem? Right. Um, what does he mean by keeping her safe and how exactly can she do that? What how does that can mean? she keep her safe? Like what does she, what lengths what? will she go to yeah. to keep her safe? And so you're kind of Ooh. just following this. It's like a mystery, but it's also their relationship and, um, and how she starts to question like their courting and everything she knew about him and his history and. All of that comes into question. It's a fun book. That sounds I really liked good. It. I'm so excited to get it. Yeah, I gave it four stars. Awesome. Yeah. Good start. Yeah. So here's my start. Ready? Okay. <laughs> so this, Arsenic and Adobo. Oh, I've seen this one. Everywhere. I think it's on my list. Like, I, I think mean, I have it on hold. On hold. And we even talked about, because it was on so many lists, 
I think it was one that I was like, maybe we recommend this for a book club. Yes, we did talk about it. Right? So and? Arsenic and Adobo by Mia P. Maninsala. Hmm. Maninsala. Um, I'm so glad we didn't pick it as a book oh, club Oh, really? It wasn't very good? No. What's it about? Remind me. Okay, so it's this girl. She moves home to help the family business. She has like a mom and all these aunties, and they have a family cafe restaurant type thing. And it's not doing well. So she's been to college. She's done her own thing and now kind of maybe failed there a bit. And so she's come home under the guise of helping them with the restaurant, the business, and um, and because maybe things aren't going so great out there. Right. So she comes home to do that, and she's working in the restaurant. And uh, there's this food critic who's awful, treats who just is writing all these horrible reviews about restaurants, especially their restaurant. And he is in the restaurant and suddenly dies. Oh, in their restaurant. In their restaurant, in like in full view in front of everyone, just they call an ambulance and they come and get him and he ultimately dies. And so it turns into this murder investigation and she starts it turns into like it goes from rom-com type book movie to uh-huh. Agatha Christie whodunit. Oh. And I think like it could pick a genre or something. Yeah, and I think it could you could pass but it see, to take it to a murder investigation amongst it just seems a little bit immature. Like I think a 13-year-old, 14-year-old would love I feel like her character is supposed to be maybe 24, but it's more like she's 15, 16. Just kind of immature. Yeah. Like it's, you're, wait, you're what? These are things a teenager would do, but this is an adult in a murder investigation. Ah. The wrong actions. Yes. For what's going on. Right. That's kind of how I felt. So very unbelievable. Okay. So I kind of feel like, yes, a rom-com is usually unbelievable actions. Like something happens and oh my gosh, that would never happen. And they're going to come together and be in love. (laughs) But this is a murder investigation too. Like, yes, it just, it was unbelievable to me. And, and I'm talking about it on here because it's on so many lists and circulating so much. And I just, I gave it two stars. Okay. I say don't even... Not worth your time. No. Not even a three, like it was okay, enjoyable. No. There you go. No. I don't recommend it. Okay. I am taking note. Yeah. Just... I'm glad you read it and not me. Yeah. There you go. You can take it off your list. I think I will. Okay. Very good. I mean, I hate going out there and deterring anyone from reading something they might love, but this one I really felt like there are so many other good books. Yes. That it may be, even though it's not very long, but... And it talks a lot about food and creating food. And so there's this whole, and that just was nothing to me. Like, sure. There's a whole food love genre in it. Yes. Sounds like it was confused on what kind of book it wanted to be. It's a little bit of everything and not any of it just hitting right. Right. For me. Okay. So there you go. Very good. Two stars. Save yourself the time. Move on to a different Arsenic and adobo. Yeah. Not so much. It's supposed to be the first in a series too. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Good luck with that series. <laughs> okay. There's, it's a series for somebody. For somebody. And that's the other thing. Like, it has a beautiful cover and it's gotten great media and, yeah. you know, so it that's does so well because it's got the me. right 
cover and the right publicity and the right that. Why did they choose to publicly push this book? Yeah, I'm confused. That surprises me always. Hmm. Interesting. Somebody had something with it. Right. They could make something out of it. I don't know. Eh, I didn't love it. Okay. Very good. All right. The next one I'm going to talk about is People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. Yes. Okay. I've really been looking forward to this one. Yeah. Because she is the same author who wrote Beach Read. And Uh I love Beach Read. Okay. I like Beach Read up and down. I'm recommending it to everyone. I loved it so much. Yeah. Um, People We Meet on Vacation is about, it's it's a rom-com, okay? So it's about a girl who is a travel writer, and she um, has a best friend who is a guy, and they he travels with her, so, you know, on these things. Once a year, they have this vacation that they go on together. They look forward to it all year, because he can't travel with her throughout the year, he has a regular job. He's a, like a mm-hmm. teacher. And so, but in the summers, they always go on this big trip. And so you you kind of are going back and forth to like what's current and then their past trips that they've been on before. Ah, okay. Interesting. So it's like you're kind of learning about their relationship. Like now it's kind of like they're kind of walking on eggshells because they're trying to um, repair some mm-hmm. damage, but you don't know what the damage was and you're – going back in time and learning about all these experiences that they've had together and like why they're best friends and leading up to whatever it was that happened. That's this unspoken experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's fun and they have a fun relationship and it's a cute, they have a cute back and forth and everything seems to go wrong on this current vacation where in the past, everything always went right. And this is when it matters. And so that's kind of fun too. It reminded me, Because there is a part, like, the first time they meet, it's not the first time they meet, but one of the first times that they actually spend time together Mm -hmm. is driving home from college. It's like a long road trip, and they're in a station wagon. And the only thing that I could think of was, this is When Harry Met Sally. (laughs) And I love When Harry Met Sally. It's one of my most favorite movies of all time. Right. And so I did enjoy that nod Mm -hmm. to that movie. Um, It is definitely fun. I could not help comparing it to Beach Read, which I loved. Yes. So even yeah. though I did, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was super fun. It wasn't as good for me as, as Beach, Beach Read. Read. I gave it three stars because I think I gave Beach Read four stars. Okay. So it had to fall a little less, but you yes, still like it. But I still did like it. It's just a fun, you know, she's a great author. She keeps yeah. you entertained. You kind of are still kind of guessing up until the end, yeah. which is fun to see yeah. how it's actually going to play out. Yeah. I love that. Too. And it ended the way I wanted it to, which is always a win. Perfect. Yes. Right. It left you with all the feel goods of yes. easygoing. You do sometimes want to shake the characters, like, don't be stupid. Right. But of course you do. It's a rom-com. Right. That's how it goes. Yeah. Like we said. Yeah. Right. So I just... it was it was fun. Good. Awesome. Okay. I read my next book that I want to talk about is The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath. Ooh, why do I know this? Um, we talked about it. Um, it was one we discussed for a book club that I brought up. Um, and it was, it is fantastic. Okay. What's it, it about? Is um, first of all, it was written in 1963 originally. What? So this is a very old book. And it was written by Sylvia Platt. She's an American writer and poet. This is the only novel she's ever written. Wow. She's got 
poems and short stories, but this is the only novel she's ever written. But it was written under the pseudonym Victoria Lucas, because it is a bit autobiographical. It is autobiographical. Um, names are changed, but um, and it talks about her subsequent life and dealing with mental illness as a young adult. Esther Greenwood is her name. And she is really smart and outgoing. And she's, you know, this is the 60s. Okay, She's going to the college that women go to at the time, which is not like college you would do now, but, you know, learning secretarial skills. I was going to say learning homemaking skills. Homemaking skills yeah. or writing for magazines on homemaking skills. Like it's all, it's what women should what they do. did. And it's all the proper channels of a woman that what you would do. And then you get married. Yeah. And that's what she's doing. And she's um, successful with it. And she enjoys it. And, the, and um, she's just experiencing life for the first time. And then she experiences, you know, the whole time she's having little bits of depression or little questions of, you know, why this or why that? Or why do I feel like this when other people are doing this? Why am I different? And she ultimately has um, a mental breakdown and um, attempts suicide and is in and gets put into a home for girls that experience this. And it's like a relaxation home. Like, you know, you go just to recharge, but these are, it's serious yeah, mental, mental illness yeah. and how they dealt with it then and what they did. And it is, I mean, written in the 60s, a very, I mean, even now reading it, it's a very raw look at mental illness. Like we're not sugarcoating it. And I think, you know, I talk about Jenny Lawson last time with um, Broken mm-hmm. and she's, she, she attacks it with humor, which I think is fantastic. I'm not downplaying that. I think it has a place as well. Mm-hmm. We've got to find some light and be able to laugh about these things because other times they're so dark. But this aspect of it is the dark. Like this is a very raw look at it at such an early time when this was not talked about. Yeah. So this is like literary classic as far as mental illness and how it was dealt at that time. It was very eye-opening. Wow. Very, very interesting. Um, and I, I, I recommend it. Four stars. Wow. I think one of those people who was ahead of her time in talking about a very personal thing. And I think even sh- even that it was um, released under a pseudonym mm-hmm. shows how scary that was to write about to such an write unmentionable down. thing. Yes. Wow. To put it in writing. But anyway. Sounds like a really important yeah kind of novel yeah when we're talking mental illness this was very important for its time and still holds strong today that is so amazing yeah very amazing very brave author wow to put that out there so anyway cool very good i mean not the light-hearted you know right and that's okay sometimes that's okay yeah, yeah it there's was, a time for all these kinds it's of very books. real and very very interesting like just the different things a very a excellent picture of that time in history wow uh, in in more than just mental illness and everything it it portrays and you can see it like when you write and you can just see that time in history i can see her walking down the streets in the shoes she's wearing in the oh, outfit wow. you know like it's mm-hmm. just paints that time very very well that's awesome it was good it was really good cool 
Okay, the next one I'm going to talk about is When the Stars Go Dark by Paula McLean. This one's another one that's been on. Yeah, it's on my list. A lot of lists. Yep. It's on my hold for the library. It's good. I've heard good things about it. Yeah. Okay. So like the synopsis of this is, and it's sad, like just from the very beginning, you're feeling for this woman. She's a detective. Mm -hmm. She's on the road. um, But you know, something has happened in her personal life, but you don't really know what has happened. Mm -hmm. And she's has a husband at home, but they were recently at a funeral and she's, no longer breastfeeding because she talks about having to tape up her boobs and trying to dry out and, and the painfulness of that, but you don't know why. And so you kind of are left hanging there for a minute while she goes and figures things out. It's kind of, she wants to go home, but her husband's like, no, you, you need to go and figure some things out before you can be here. And, and so you don't really know what's happened there. So she goes home to her hometown, but her her foster parents where that raised her are no longer alive. And so it's hard for her to go back, but she doesn't really know where else to go. And she hasn't been there for years and years and somehow in gets there, finds a place to stay for a while and gets involved in a missing person case. Because an old friend works at the police department and she can't sit idle. She needs to be busy. Yes. And she is a detective. And so she's got some skills that would be helpful to this small town. And so she decides she's going to just quietly help. She doesn't want to be actively um, involved. She's just going to kind of give her skills, um, offer her skills to this little town. And of course that doesn't last and she gets very involved and it's her, her trying to understand and solve the mystery of this missing girl. And it took, it takes place in the nineties. So it's like, it was, it's fun to watch a mystery in a different time where there's not cell phones. There's not all of the electronics, like video cameras and surveillance things that are happening out in the world now to try and solve a missing person case. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's takes place in the nineties when things weren't quite so easy. And I, it was super fun. It was very interesting. It was fun. Like I didn't see, I did not see the ending. It was kind of a twist and mm-hmm. how that all comes and why she had to leave home and figure things out. Like you find that out at the very end. And I did not see that. That was kind of fun. I can't wait. So I liked it. It was yeah. really fun. A good mystery thriller suspense. Yeah. I gave it four stars. Fantastic. Yeah. It was fun. I can't. I, I think I'm like three weeks out still from the okay. library hold. You'll I like it. I hate waiting. I know. But it, it was definitely fun. Like a great suspense. Like if that's yeah. your genre, this book is right up your alley. You'll really like it. It's a fun one. That's yeah. my genre. There you go. I love it. Okay, my next one, State of Wonder by Anne Patchett, hmm. which Anne Patchett read The Dutch House. I mean, wrote The Dutch House. Okay. Right? That's Anne Patchett. I think so. I, I, I guess I say that confidently. Yeah, it is. And then I'm like, wait. And Bel Canto, Commonwealth. Oh. She's got a lot of books. Um, wow. Anyway, so I kind of was like, oh, I need to, She's got more than the ones I've read. I should read some more. And this was really good. I gave it four stars. 
I really liked it. So the premise of it is there is a researcher and she works for a drug company, um, like a pharmaceutical company that's developing drugs. And um, she is sent to go into the jungle, the deep, deep areas of the Amazon, off the Amazon River and the Amazon jungle. Like, okay, there's no directions on how to get there deep dark like wow you have to find so she has to go down she has to find these two people that have a boat and they just there's just no way you'd find this area on your own you really have to be in the known and okay. the people that live in this area are you know native to the area have very different i mean they're not it's not like they come into the mainland or to get supplies and stuff like they live these tribes live in this area and live off the land and don't know of the big world. So they're totally going into a different world. She's going into a different world and she has to go there because um, one of the researchers that was sent there previously has disappeared. They have no contact with them. Um, They have no idea what happened to him. He's just, she's trying to get information. Yeah. So she's going down. So they're, they've got someone there in charge of this research on developing this specific drug for fertility and that person is, she doesn't want anyone, she doesn't have time to report back to the company of what's going on. Okay. She's so immersed in this that there is not time. And so they send this guy down to kind of get an update on what's going on because this research has been going on for years and yet, and the company's and paying for it and anything. they're not hearing anything back. So they send him down and then he disappears. Oh. And so now they've sent another person down to find him and to see what's going on. Oh. And so she goes down into this whole different world and what they're researching and how these people live and getting to know them. And she's on at first on malaria drugs because they're in the journal. I mean, they're in the jungle and the malaria drugs give you these incredible nightmares. And so it's bringing up all this stuff from her past. She has this reoccurring nightmare um, about her father. And so she's dealing with, traumas from childhood or, you know, triggers from childhood while she's there. And she's trying to figure out how this lady, the head of this research is working or not working and how the whole thing is running. I mean, she's working, but not in any typical research way in the drugs and how far along she is in the research of this drug. And if they were researching this drug in America, there would be a lot more rules on the testing and whatnot that, Actually, if you did it the correct way in the US, the drug would never be developed. Like there's just so many ethical things with developing it. And she's not following any of the ethical things, but she's making advancements. And so there's that like dichotomy of what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. But for the greater good, this medication, do we overlook that for the greater good? A lot of really good questions in there. And Hmm. when you talk about pharmaceuticals, and I don't know if this really happens this way, if there's any truth to it, but it was fascinating. So interesting to find out that. And then there was like this other thing. There's just, it leads to all sorts of different things. And just seeing how the people live, like, again, don't know if any of it's true, but it's super fascinating. Takes you to a different world, a different way of living. Mm -hmm. And really good the ending was great um 
I gave it four stars. What did you think when, because it's Bel Canto is the same author, and mm-hmm. you liked Bel Canto too. I liked this better than Bel Canto. You liked it better than Bel Canto. It was definitely. I didn't like Bel Canto. Yeah, I know Everyone you didn't like Everyone loves Bel Canto. Yeah, I know I'm, I'm wondering, like weird about that. Now that you asked that, I want to look and see how many stars I gave Bel Canto. I gave it four stars. So I gave this one four stars. I liked this one. Better. Better. Yes, I was definitely in the jungle with these people. Which Belcanto, yeah, I could kind of see myself there as well. I kind of felt like if you compare the two with both four stars, um, this one was just more interesting. I think there was maybe a little... Uh, although the character development in Belcanto was great, the storyline didn't ever really peak. peak. It was mm-hmm. kind of flat. Mm-hmm. But with a different kind of interesting book for four sure. stars, a flat storyline with very interesting characters where this one, I felt like interesting characters, very different. There was a more beginning, middle end, uh, solving something, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. getting into backstories and whatnot, a little more of a storyline. I liked it a lot. Um, and I wonder what I gave... Um, I think I gave the Dutch House three it's stars. Very good review. Like I loved the Dutch oh, House. I gave the Dutch House four stars, but well, it's really Tom Hanks. That's my point. Yeah. I didn't love. I, I think if I'd have read the Dutch House, I, I would have been bored. I agree. But having Tom Hanks be the narrator really brought life to that. It story. was like listening to a friend tell me a story. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Yeah. I so I gave all four of them four all three of them four stars, but this one I think this one is my top. Huh. Okay. Very good. And when I think about the three books. I really enjoyed this one. Okay. It was very, very interesting. Very good story. Have to Great check it out. Location. Yeah. Like the background of it was just, I'd never read anything in that kind of a scene. So that was really interesting. Very different than what I've been reading, you know? Yeah. Like totally. Drug companies, Amazon jungle. Right. Just very yes. different. And <laughs> I, it was refreshing. Cool. So yeah, liked it. It's on my list. Okay. Go for it. All right. The last book I'm going to talk about today is The Stolen Marriage by Diane Chamberlain, who is my author crush. That is. And I like her. I like her, too. I love Diane Chamberlain. I I don't know if she's just written a lot of books. And since I'm kind of newer to her, I feel like I I can always be reading one. Yes. Because, like, I still have not uncovered them all. Right. Which is always fun. So remind me, her is she big lies in a... Little Town? Yep. Is that? Okay. And she wrote Necessary Lies. Okay. Yes. I Silent Sister. Um, the Dream Daughter. I love The Dream Daughter. It's one of my most favorites of hers. Anyway. That. I've read it. Breaking the Silence. She's read. She's written so many books. Like she's been around for a long time. Okay. The Stolen Marriage. Is great. It takes place um, in 1944. And the story follows a girl who is studying to be a nurse. So she's in college. She's engaged to her high school sweetheart. They have a whole life planned together. And they're going to get married. They're going to, he's a doctor. She's going to be a nurse. He's going to start a practice. She's going to, be the nurse in the practice. Great They're going to have a big family because they're yeah. both only children and they want more, lots of kids and they just have it all mapped out. He 
gets in really involved in helping children with polio. And so he travels to Chicago, which is away from home. I think they're in Philadelphia and is just gets enraptured in caring for these polio children. Okay. And he's gone. And she's frustrated because she's like, we're supposed to be planning a wedding and I miss you. We've never been apart like this. And she feels forgotten okay, and doesn't know what he's doing over there and whatever. Decide A friend convinces her to take a weekend away and let's go spend a night in Washington, D.C. and forget about all of the things stressing us out. Let's go. Yeah. So, so they do. And she makes an awful mistake and becomes pregnant. And she regrets it and regrets it and regrets it. So you watch her make choices based on Uh, what's happened in this one bad night. Yeah. And how that takes her down a completely different road than she had planned and into a whole other world down south. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. I loved it. So you've learned all about polio, which there that, you know, you hear about polio. We have a vaccine now. We don't worry about it anymore. It wasn't always that way. And there was yeah. a lot of pain and things that happened surrounding polio. And I learned a lot about that, but also just like walking into the South, how she didn't really understand the dynamics. Even though blacks were free at this time, there's still a lot of rules that are unspoken that people are allowed to do, aren't allowed to do. The way we interact with black people. She She doesn't know. know. Yeah. Yeah. And so she she breaks a lot of the societal rules because she doesn't know. Anyway, it's just a whole other world down there that you kind of jump into with her and you feel for her because it wasn't necessarily the life she wanted. Will she ever find a life that she's happy with? And how will she get, Mm. if she, you know, how can she find it? How will she get it now that she's made decisions that have stuck her in a different life? Anyway, it was really, really good. I gave it five stars. Wow. I loved it. Five stars. There's just a lot going on. Yeah. There's just a lot, a lot, a lot happening. And it was, I never was bored and I loved how it ended. Fantastic. Well, I can't it wait. It was good. Oh, the book list keeps growing. I know. It was good. So that one's so The happy. Stolen Marriage. The Stolen Marriage. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. My last one. I waited for a long time for this one. Is The Good Sister by Sally Hepworth. Oh, I've seen this everywhere. Yes. And just to remind you, her last book, The Mother-in-Law, I love I the mother. I love that book so much. She has a lot of great books. I've read a few of them, but they all like she's got a good list. I need to read more of hers because they're just good. Yes. Just a good mystery psychological thriller book. So her newest one, The Good Sister, which just I came totally out have it on in hold. April. Yeah, but I've been on hold for months, be- even yeah, before April I for it, too, and I, I just think. got it. Okay. So, um, not disappointed at all. I gave it four stars. Awesome. It is great. It is the story of twin sisters. Their names are Fern and Rose. And they grow up. And it's kind of them 
each of them telling stories of their childhood. They're now adults and dad left when they were young and mom raised them and same childhood, two totally different perspectives you're seeing it from. Okay. And so very different, very different perspectives. So the whole book, you're trying to figure out what really is happening here. And one of the sisters is um, Fern. It doesn't come out and say this, but she has like sensory issues. I think she's somewhere on the autism spectrum. Okay. Um, and so she navigates things very differently. And her sister helps her in navigating that and a, a pretty rough childhood. They spend a lot of time in the library. Oh. Um, because they are going from house to house a lot, um, living with friends here and there, but the library was a place they could stay all day and it had air conditioning. So I love okay. that aspect of it. Yeah. That, um, Fern really has a love of the library and a librarian kind of takes her under her wing when she's young and starts recommending books to her. And so that's, so she grows up to be a librarian and she's working in the library. And I just love, I love it. The way she interacts with patrons in the library is different than anyone else because she is on the spectrum. She's very literal and just the way she handles things are so unique and fantastic. And other people, the other workers in the library are learning from her and then they're trying to teach her ways to do things as well so that they're teaching each other like, so that they serve everyone who comes into the library, okay. and that there are different ways to interact with people. So that part is just any you bring a library into any book, uh. and I'm sold. Like, I just love that she loves to hang out in the library, and that she'll sit down on a beanbag and read books to kids or, totally. you know, just help here and there and that that is her happy place. Um but she meets a guy at the library and starts dating him. And this makes sister very, very concerned. Because she's not sure that Fern can handle or that maybe she's too trusting or so sister is getting very, very concerned in this relationship and is trying to um, just get more involved to see what's going on and, and trying to guide her sister to it hmm. through it. Um, sister was, is married, wants to have a kid and is not able to. And it just, yeah. Where's, what are they going to do? Okay. Who's in the right? Who's in the wrong? Can sister that's on the autism spectrum handle this? Should she not? Who's? Is it her sister's responsibility to be involved? Is it exactly? Hmm. Is it? Is it's? Is this a sister sister relationship? Is it a sister parent relationship? Okay. It can she be an adult or does she really still need you? Okay. Very good. Awesome. I liked it a lot. I'm, ex- I'm interested. I got through it really, really quick. Ooh, even One better. of those that you're just I like, like I can't stop listening. I uh-huh. need to keep listening. I need to keep listening. Yes. Really I good. love that. Yeah. Awesome. I'm excited for you to get it. You'll I'm love it. I'm excited to get it. I can't wait to hear about it. I liked it a lot. Awesome. What a good week. I know. Right? I wish we could keep talking. I know because I have I another have one and I'll have line. to wait it. I'll have to wait it. I'll have to save it for next time. There you go. Because there's one I more I it. want to talk about. And there's others that, you know, they didn't quite make the cut. Unfortunately, no, there's just so many books about, in the world. I know. We have to just pick our ones we want. We think you guys would want to yeah. hear about. Right. I love it. Thank okay. you for listening. And thank you for participating in our 12-day giveaway. How fun.
It was so fun. It was so fun to carry so many books into the post office. Right. Sending them all over the place. Yeah. And just being like, this is so great. We're sharing books. This is what we want to do. This is, we love it so much. Thank you. Seriously. For sharing our Instagram page. Thank you for sharing our podcast with your friends and getting involved. It's been so much fun. Right. What a great year. year. It's been a good year. Looking forward to this year. Yeah. Absolutely. You guys are awesome. So thank you. And you can find us. We love interacting with you on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. Send us a message. Always. Please rate and review. Subscribe. Share with a friend. Please. We love that. Yeah. Thank you to Amphibious Sue for our music. And we'll see you next time. That's it. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And And this this is is your book book club. club.